What's going on everyone? Welcome back to CEO Cast and welcome back to what I'm now calling the Gem Chat. This is now part two of the last conversation you would have seen with Macau, Bobby and Rimsy. Part two, I'm gonna start off with like this. Now obviously as we mentioned in the previous episode, that you know you guys you don't feel like you're at the most peak of your success yet. You've, I know all of you still think that you've got a lot, a lot of work to do and you're only you're nowhere near the end basically. So what motivates you to work hard to push to get there and what what's like your driving force? of your work rate. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Um, me, like I said, what my biggest fear is, my biggest fear is not being able to provide for my children. That scares me. So that's what drives me and motivates me. Um, that's why I always rate my partner, right? Because when I met her, she just bought a house. She had a nice job, nice car. I was fresh out of jail. So, Matching-wise, she didn't have to wait around it for me to get there. But that motivated me to say, you know what? Let me level up, because this girl's doing great things, amazing things. I need to make sure that I'm matching the ambition. So, but she was patient enough to wait for me. So that was another driving factor. So my partner motivated me, my children motivated me. And the fear of not being able to provide for them is my biggest motivation. Mikhail, Rims? Tough to coin now. <laughs> now I go and go like for me it's pretty much the same thing, but I'd word it a little bit different. It's the fear, but it's also the um, how can I put it? The possibility of creating something that's never been created in my generational bloodline, the generational wealth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I want to be the one to break the mold. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when my parents go, nothing's gonna be handed down to me. Like you know, I've already started sending stuff that way. Do you know what I'm saying? To so like nothing's gonna to come to me. So for me, it's kind of like, I can be the person when you look at, you know, especially English families who have been here for centuries and centuries and they say, yeah, my great granddad started this business. Do you know what I mean? Which is the reason why I kind of half started Venipa. Like a beautiful moment of the day, my daughter's first day at work. She packed up a parcel, she phoned, done some customer services and all that sort of stuff. You know what, like I've created something now that is now gonna teach my kids. The business might not even be successful enough to even provide for them. But the skill set where they're going to learn through this business, they're now going to be able to go and do their own business. So that's the beauty of it for me. But it's also, again, the fear of not being able to provide really. But it's all about generational wealth, about breaking that mold and breaking that cycle for me. You get me? Yeah. Mine's pretty much the same though about <clears throat> the general way, the generational wealth thing, um, the, the um, being scared to not be able to provide and the fear of failure, bro. I just don't ever want to be a failure. Do you think, can I ask a question as well? Do you think that for us, yeah, jail has made us not want to fail even more? It's a stupid question, because yeah, obviously, yeah, but that feeling, yeah, yeah, I want to take us back and into that feeling, you know, that feeling like, where you ultimately feel like, yo, I'm actually a piece of shit, like. You know what, you know what it's like, yeah? Imagine you're, you're having a fight, yeah, and you're getting proper moved to, and you're thinking, bruv, when I get up, watch. That's almost what it feels like, so it's like, I'm in jail, I'm sleeping on a single bed. They gave me green sheets. I've got sheets on my window, uh, on my windows. I was drinking these funny old milks. Like, it's such a joke. It's like, this time now, bro, everything needs to be mad. My car needs to be crazy. My house needs to be crazy. Everything around me needs to be mental to pay back for all of that that I had to see. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. That's what it is for me. You know, for, uh, I was in a top set in school. So I was always quite intelligent. So, Going to jail was like, what are you doing in jail? You're, I felt a massive failure. And also the fact that prevents me from ever going back there, because I went to jail when I was 20 years old, right? I was seeing man 
so my whole time in jail, I see a man come back to jail three or four times. Looking at that, that just made me feel like, that can't be me. I can't feel like that. made me feel like a failure. Then I see a man in their 50s, 60s, this is my 12th time in jail, this is my tempter. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. So that's what made me feel like a failure. So you know what? I can't let this be my legacy. Well, you know what you're saying, but you know if a man's been to jail 10 times, he's now successful, isn't he? You're saying to you, he's a successful career criminal now, do you know what I'm saying to you? That's how bad it is, bro. Like, whatever you put your mind to, you can create. I used to see man come back and that's just what they want to do. Mm. And that's the sadness of the situation. I look at man and I know that you're, every Christmas, my man's going to be getting nicked just before Christmas because he's going to come back in, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's peak. But I never wanted to end up like that, do you know what I'm saying? And I refuse to end up like that. And I refuse to make it acceptable for my children to feel like, yo, this is what our family's worth and this is what our family does, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that like, my daughter looks at me, especially my kids will look at me and say, yo, my dad's legit, do you know what I'm saying? That's a big thing for me. It's not even about how much bread I'm caking, it's just like, yo, you've seen me earn a hard buck, you know what I'm saying? To, don't get me wrong, kids are gonna think you're boring because they don't really understand, you know, outgoings and stuff like that. They've still got a lot to learn, but just understanding that, yo, my peas come in the bank, you know what I'm trying to say, to legit, I got paid tax on it, that's a big thing for me, do you know what I'm saying? Thanks. Mm, Ask just the rims in our podcast. Oh, so I'm going to ask you to yourself and Bobby. Um, when you were in jail, what is it that motivated you to think that once you come out of jail, that you're going to kill it and go basically make everything legit and transfer your skills to a legit working life and basically, you know, start your role to proper success? Wow. Um, that kid where you can't hear, you must feel like it was mad hard for me. Like I went to prison and then committed an offence in prison and I had to get a life sentence and even still the life sentence still didn't really change me. What changed me is when I got my appeal and I seen my aunt in court like throwing up, like, like looking like a ghost and I thought, raw, like, you love them, this is what's actually doing, this, this is what you're actually doing to people and I feel like, I understand, going slightly off topic, but understand, I understand kids who repetitively go to jail now because I feel like if you ain't got love and you ain't got nothing to live for, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, as I'm saying, our kids and our, these are the things that motivate us. That actually saved us, you know what I'm trying to say to you? Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Basically, what motivated you in jail to go yeah, to jail? Yeah, so the motivation was like, I'm never going to put my family through this pain again. Yeah. Especially right. unnecessarily, because what I was going to jail for, bro, licking a box and, you know, going on a move and getting 10 grand, 12 grand, 15 grand, yeah. 5 grand pro. In this grand scheme of things, bro, it's actually a joke. I know girls with credit cards for 15 grand that they can go and get what I want and work it and pay it off. Do you know what I mean? It's not that yeah, serious. True, true. It's embarrassing, really. I mean, for me, personally, it was, if you ask anyone that was in jail with me, I wouldn't stop talking about what I'm going to do when I get out. I'll tell them, man, from then, guys, I want to start this football team. Do this. Like, everyone will tell you, like, this guy had an entrepreneurial mindset. So it's like, I was, I was known throughout the whole jail because I'll be giving, I'll be, sh my book, I wrote, I haven't spoken about it, I wrote two books while I was in jail, two novels. Literally, I'll give it to the night officers, I'll give it to the teachers, I'll give it, everyone in the whole jail will be reading my book. And that's how I got to meet everyone. Then I'll be telling them, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. So all straight away in my head, I'm saying, when I get out, I'm going to be successful. I was scared. The day before I got out, I was scared. I figured, what, what the fuck I want to do? But I had that whole mindset throughout my whole jail sentence that when I get out, I'm going to be successful. And I kept that motivation to, to push me on here, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, um, what did you say again, bro? You said something that I think just now. I'm trying to remember what you said again. Oh, you put your family through something with that. Yeah, basically that as well. Yeah, so it's like boom. Now, obviously, my mom come tried to come. My mom wanted to visit me, bro. Yeah, every single week I had to tell my mom, relax. Just come like at least every two weeks. You get what I'm saying? So it's like see my mom. Mom doesn't even drive. My mom's going waking up five in the morning, calling my brother six in the morning. It doesn't even take that long to get to the jail just so that she can get there. She's the first person there, everything. It's like, 
Man's putting man's whole family through that. My old cellmate, bro, his mum used to book visits and never even come. Yeah. So it made man realise that, bro, man's kind of lucky. Even though my dad ain't about, but the love my mum has for me is mad. You get me? It was enough. Do you get what I'm saying? So that was one thing and it was just like, obviously in jail, I used to put, I used to have bare things on my wall, like bare quotes, dream big, this, that, all of these stuff and bare plans, bare ideas. Even when I was in jail, I tried to invest in a few things that didn't work as well. You get me? I was trying to buy a house from when I was in jail as well through um, my man as well, Jam, innit? Yeah. yeah, but obviously he was meant to pat me some guy and he didn't, oh, German, mm-hmm. meant to pat me some guy never came through. Bare stuff that I wanted to do in it. When I started reading, that's when I started reading. And bro, from that, it was just like, raw. There's like there's a book on everything. So anything I want to do, if I read about it, watch some documentaries, bro, man can do it, bro. It's not hard, you get me? What's mad, yeah, I've just realised, mad you just said that, yeah. I've just realised when I was in prison, my whole cell was a vision board. I never really thought about it like that. But when I think about what was on my wall, I remember, like I said to you earlier, I don't know if it was on camera or off camera, yeah. but I remember taking on all the pictures of girls. I just had bodybuilders everywhere. Yeah. And the amount of stick that I used to get after man and man and wings, bro, it was wild. I can't lie, I'll look at you a bit funny. It's yeah. still a wolf. I was like, bro, what's going on there? bro, you're funny, man. How could you got a man on the wall? But he said, listen, looking for I want them arms, I want them legs. And I just manifested it and made it happen. But I feel like now, I'm doing myself a disjustice because I'm thinking, yo, I ain't even got my mood board up in my house. So I feel like, yo, I need a room that's just totally um, like dedicated guys, for my vision. Do you guys ever sit down and meditate? Do you ever like, I'm not, like sit down and just literally switch everything off, go in a dark room, sit down, close your eyes and just meditate for five minutes? I, find it I try to, but it don't work. I, find I can't lie, I ain't done it. I got this if I've done it, but... <laughs> No, but my, my, my missus is a big advocate of it because like she wake up in the morning and then go in the living room and like like you stay in there give me just five minutes so it's something I'm, I, I want to start learning to do but just trying to I find it to you. very very difficult to switch yeah. off because how can you when you're always thinking about the next step or what's well, this, next this is the difference as well you're thinking about the next step you see man in jail to always yeah. think about time like oh, I always yeah, feel like yeah. your time's ticking I'm losing time and I feel like it's taking me six and a half years now to just really say, you know what, bro, we can slow down. It's okay to slow down. But before, it's like trying to catch up. Catch bro, up, you know what I used to do? From the, from, from the day I went to jail, everyone told me, oh, man, don't do that to yourself. I'll cross off days. That's long. I used to do that. I, I used to do that. So I, like, for me, it's just something that is like an achievement. The next day, okay, cross it off. It's that's, an achievement. That's too long, though, bro. <laughs> for me, that's every day, it was like, yes, I'm, I'm a step closer. How long did you do that for? <laughs> How long did you do that for? Eight years. But that's ah, mental, bro. Yeah. See, me, no. I just knew I'm in not coming out next year. Out the year for a little bit, straight back in. Yeah. I, I just knew I ain't coming out next year, the year after, the year after, the year after that, the year after that, the year after that. When it gets to this time, then I know, yeah, I'm coming home soon. That was it. Yeah, Christmas yeah. is a checkpoint, isn't it? Yeah. Like Christmas, New yeah, Year's Christmas. I didn't even just nothing. Just when I go to like, Season, football season starting. Then I know I'm closer. Yeah. I remember I wanted to do a year, the year flew. You can't, you kind of broke it down into, because in jail you watch all the trash TV, so X Factor, oh. Big Brother. I didn't even watch that. Whatever's man. coming on. I, I stopped it, man. I stopped, I, stopped it. I stopped when I got to DCAP. Yeah, I stopped watching that. Man used to have stick in it, so yeah. I used to watch Wire, uh, Blacklist, Power. You know what has silence? You know how sad it is when you're in prison and you've watched like, Britain's Got Talent every year for the last five years, bro. <laughs> I know we're laughing at the World Cups as well. Is it for three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, 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 World yeah. Cup. So, man, that's doing like 12 years, like life sentence, they'll be like, yeah, yeah I just got to do four World Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how man I count them, but what is the life, man? And the thing you know, I mean. I swear to cut you, let me get again this one, this one's well. Another thing I forgot as well, reason why man goes so hard, yeah. Bro, I know so much man in jail that's sick at bare things and they can't do that now because they're doing life. They're just stuck, it's done. So like, you know, there was a one man, he fixed his phone, this man's sick at like, oh, this guy's sick at, barber guy, like so much. 
but they can't do that. Right. And you say, and you, just just to touch on that, right? You said there's so many, so many men sick at these things, right? That's the reason why I started the football club, right? More times, you know, when football's on, you kind of have to be behaving yourself in jail. Because sometimes that like, when they're picking football, football in certain jails was only for people that's behaving themselves. I realized in the HMB ISIS, everyone behaved themselves when football's on because they wanted to go, go to football. So that showed me, right, you know when to behave. Mm-hmm. And I saw so many talented kids are like, yo, you're a bad boy footballer, man. You should have been playing at least semi-pro. They're like, what, what's semi-pro? I'm like, well, you never had a semi-pro. All right, cool, say nothing. So that's when I come out of jail. I started the same professional football club. Now a lot of there's been about seven or eight men who've come out of jail who have now played for my football club, who I knew was talented. So for example, Mr. Tengiz, um, what's his name? Aggie from Brixton, they've all come out and played for my football team because you know what? I saw them as talented people when I was in prison. So when I've started the football club, like, yo, come over here. So there's people jail can influence you in different ways, but similar to what you're saying, the life is fucking hell, sorry for swearing, but like I remember being banged up with one guy who was in Belmarsh, three man bang up, right? And this guy was, I think, was 22 and he got given a 24-year life sentence. We'll be having jokes in the cell and so on and chilling. And, but we get to a certain time, man, I'm tired. We want to sleep. This guy didn't want to sleep. Oh, you man are boring, man. Come, let's play another game of Ludo, man. Come, let's play another game. I'm like, bro, we're tired. But later on, I realised he don't want to go to sleep. He don't, he, don't want, he don't want us to go to sleep because when it's night time, all the lights are off, he has to think yeah, of that bird. Yeah, he has to think of that bird. And I only realised that later on. So for me, that was telling me, Never do anything that's going to send you back to jail or give you a life. That's, that's, my, that's, that's a fear. Life in jail. No, no, no. Bro, there used, there used to be some guy in Sosa. The guy was like 70 years old, yeah? Some old white guy, yeah? Mum used to play pool every single day for the whole social. Winning, winning, winning. See, when he loses, he used to go and smash up his cell. Mm-hmm. And some old man, bare sweaty in that family. You, you, might, you, might, you might have known him as well, because um, I've done a story about him, and people told me he was in Sosa, and he What's passed him? Mr. Brown. Nah, I um, He was a Jamaican guy. He was my soulmate briefly. What did he die of? I don't, I'm not even sure it might have been old age, but he, he, was a, he got given a life sentence, got 27-year life sentence. Um, I was with him in HMP Wandsworth, right? He was my cellmate. And I also had a phone in there. I remember we were watching uh, Champions League final one time, Man United versus Chelsea. But obviously after the game, I'm calling people, yo, man, yeah, man, don't worry, man. My sentence ain't even that bad. Soon home, soon home. That one time he's called me up. I've done a story about this as well. He's like, yo, in a Jamaican accent, I ain't, I ain't gonna do the accent, everyone laughed at me last time. <laughs> they like, pulled me up and like, yo, it's that like, I know you ain't got that long to go and so on, like you, you, you started your sentence and so on, and you're gonna be home, you, you got less than you thought. But I'm doing 27 years. I don't wanna hear you on the phone every day telling people, yeah, don't watch that light bird, light bird, because you're not considering my feelings. And I get what he was saying, because yeah, I'm young, I'm, innit? I understand. Well. But I can't lie, the next day I said, God, can I change cell? <laughs> I'm not going to stay in that cell with him. The next day, he's got nothing to lose. I'm being throttled while, while I'm in bed. So I said, I said, God, can I change cell? <laughs> I said, God, can I change cell? The next day I left the cell. But then I done that story and then people in the comments telling me, yeah, no, nah, he went to Soulside and he passed recently. So rest in peace, Mr. Brown, man. But like, that's another thing. That's the thing that people don't see, right? You get a life sentence, you can die in jail. That's a lot. And for me, it was always thing. Where do you want your parents' last memory of you to be? Because I was saying my parents are getting old, my nan was getting old. I said, imagine the last place they ever saw me was in jail. I said, oh, hell no. That's touching on a point for me. Like, I'll tell you what changed my life. Obviously, my nan died recently, we've already spoke about, but it was mad that I was even like, I thought to myself, I thought, bro, you've been home six years. Like, imagine this had happened six years before. Like, and you, enough man have been in jail when they get the call and that. And obviously, I've never really lost nobody 
that important to me before her, do you know what I'm saying? So I never really understand what mum was going through, but man, I get in the phone call, my mum passed away. You know what I'm saying? My brother's been killed, my nan's passed away. And bro, you don't want to be sitting down in jail in a cell because there's no sympathy, no sympathy for you. It's true though. Man, I'm on the wing, don't care. I don't care when a man's on the wing saying, oh, my mum just, I don't care, bro, I'm here, I'm doing my bird. You know what I'm trying to say to I'm going through my own shit, brother. I've not yeah, got time to be focusing on what our next man's yeah. going through, brother. And I wasn't mentally, like I said, emotionally mature enough to even understand what a man's going through. It's not the fact that I didn't give a, it, it's, it's, it's a fact it's that everyone's, everyone's, everyone's having everyone's problems, going through it. It's everyone's a fact having problems. So you can't even come and move, man. I don't care, everyone's having problems. And the worst thing about it is that when you, when you, when you, when you, you go to the funeral, you're accompanied, you're in handcuffs. handcuffs and all that, yeah. well, that's, 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 that, that's, that's, you know, you're paying proper respect. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, bro? It comes down to simple as that. We're worth way more than that. That's what it comes down to, bro. 100%. Like, man of kings in it at the end of the day, bro. If you think about what, how long have you been home? Six years. How long have you been home? Two years. Bro, mad, like, I've been home six years, six and a half years. If you think about what man's accomplished in six years, if we was to get a piece of paper now and write down every single milestone, bro, it'd be madness, bro. There's people that have not lived their whole life and don't like many milestones. So true, if true, man true. can do that, it just means that if that power, you know what I'm saying? So that, that belief was installed in us from early. We'd be great, you know what I'm saying? That, that's the same thing I said though. So before man was doing roll and making peas and man was doing it well. So I was thinking, imagine if man just focused on peas, how far I could go. You get me? Now man's tried to focus and obviously try to avoid certain things that will bring me back to my old ways. Man's just getting prevailing easier, do you get it? It's a bit different for me because I was never really a money man as a youth. I was always good and I was probably had more peas than a lot of the man then because I always knew how to survive. But for me, it was kind of like, bro, Every day I'm getting up thinking, I'm gonna rub this, I'm gonna lick this, I'm gonna go and take this, I'm gonna dinner my man, I'm gonna do whatever. I'm thinking all this badness that was manifesting. If I can turn that around and think I'm gonna do this positive and all that sort of stuff. Cause like I said to you, like yeah. one thing anybody who knows me, I always do at some stage what I said I was gonna do. Mm. So I'm thinking, I used to say, I'm gonna rub that car, I wanna do this, so I trust me I'm gonna do that. And I think all this badness that I manifested, if I could use that same energy into positive stuff, it's a lot harder and it takes a lot longer, but yeah, I'll facts. eventually prevail, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Even, even Understanding your power, innit? Yeah, even, even when man started grinding and that man showing hard food, man was like 15, bro, when yeah. I started. I was in year nine, bro. All the men them were shook to shot hard food. They was all shutting weed. They were like, they were, I remember they used to whisper, oh, Rimsy, he's dumb, he's shutting, he's gonna go jail. That's what man used to say. Couple months after, everyone's doing it now, you get me? But I just started first. So then that's what kind of gave me a head start. So ooh, I was a soldier, I was getting bummed, they give me 150, the guy left me, started doing his own thing till I'm just nagged and I had to start and I'm getting consignment, my grub's dead. Like so much years I had to go through to even start to become, like I only really started making peas when I was 18, bro. And I started at 15, it took three years, bro, because this ups, down, ups, down. I'm spent, I might, I might make a bill today. I think, right, I'm feeling nice. I'm going to go to the yard shop, buy a food, a Guinness punch. I've done that a few times. When I check around, I spunk my re-up peas as well. Mm. So it's like, Circles round and round in circles, you get me? And then Lesson, yeah, lessons learned, no one, it's patience and it? it does Trust take time, me, no matter what takes time. Even right? even down to the book crepes, when man used to buy Wembley crepes, you know about Wembley? You don't know about Wembley? Mm -hmm. But you look at Voxel Market in South, don't it? Yeah, South, I mean, Voxel. South, I mean, you go buy book stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nah, they used to go to one, remember everyone used to go and buy the fake Prada's in, in Stratford, the bowl. There's yeah. one in Stratford, the bowl. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, that's the difference. I was the man yeah. from my end that was the first of everything. Yeah. Like, I was probably like one of the only black youths from my block, really, who was kind of tight with Asians. Yeah. And you know yourself, bro. If there's a loophole, bro, an Asian man will know it. Yeah. <laughs> I was selling fake clothes for years, bro, all getting, all going Asian, town, getting designer bags, putting them in designer bags to come back on the block saying, yo, credit card thing. Until mm. one day I got the phone call saying, yo, bear man. Looking for you, you know what I mean? Like, 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 always been a salesman, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even that, yeah, even that because man always had to survive, so it was like I always kind of knew how to get through. And it's like in business, it's exactly the same thing, do you know what I'm saying? But for me now, it's more about 
not investing in things that are going to give me dough now, but trying to invest in things that are going to be long-term yeah. investments. Facts. But that's, you know, I had to learn patience that's for that. The, that's, the, that's, the, that's the main thing, what I'm trying to do right now. So what I'm trying to do future-wise, I'm trying to open up a sports college um, to get about 25 to 40 kids a year to, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to go to this college, this college. No, come to Hackney UKFC Football College where you'll be doing education, you'll be doing a BTEC in level one, two and three in sports science. We're giving that qualification for Pathways University while at the same time you're playing, you're doing the thing you love, playing football on a weekly basis and it gives you a chance also to participate in the FA Youth Cup, a, a chance to also promote yourself to the first team. So that's the main thing I'm saying, okay, that's the legacy that I'm going to leave behind. So that's, that's the that's main thing. Well, you're changing, changing a lot of lives though. Yes. Do people ever say to you, why didn't you do that in South as well? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I could imagine. Because obviously that's man and it's like, yeah. like even certain times when I do certain things, it's like, I would prefer if I got to do it on my own ends, but because I can't be there. You look after you, you can it it's, it's the same, innit? That's what yeah. you have to understand, it's like the same. Even if you go to Coventry or Manchester or whatnot, and like we had this conversation before, like every hood yeah, or Bristol, yeah. it's the same stuff, man are going through the same stuff. charity stuff at home, don't it? I hear that, but sometimes you're not that fortunate enough to do it from exactly, your home. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I could probably go to London and something and do something in certain areas and be respected. I yeah. do it in my home house, my own area, I want to get drawn out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, everyone's familiar. You open up a new centre in your ends, and oh yeah. I know man's gonna be there, so let's oh, go. Man, I'm stuck phoning you. Let me leave this in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's mad? Yeah, I don't really like to talk on what I'm doing because I feel like sometimes you block your blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one of the things that I do want to kind of look into is like a prison reform program. You know, I want to do something like that as well. I see some video on Instagram where, yeah, I see something on Instagram. One guy, and he, he just, um, he just um, so employs bare prisoners. This guy's 28, this guy 30 years. And you know what, even in DCAT, yeah? So when I was in DCAT, I was doing a van job, driving around doing a van thing, yeah? But everyone used to do it because you're out for 15 hours. So I used to do it, blow, like, bro, man, them used to go to the, um, the depot, and we're all trying to get the fastest van, some ZXY one. So man could just get it, blow, finish at two, and quickly, man's got the rest of the day. Come back to jail at 10 at night. So obviously, man, did it. I got bagged in it, so I had to go block. And you don't go block, but you go to a nickel, and they can throw you out in it. But they allowed me because my first time. So man's laying down for forty-eight days, no, forty-two days or some shit like that. So cool now. With that vanting, the reason. What did you say this for? That because the reason why I said this. Prison, Prison reform program. Yeah. So boom. So with that thing, it's like. You see with DCAT, bro, and these driving jobs, like some of these guys that's working, these proper men, like they're proper on it. Like that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're proper on it, bro. So it's like, even when my brethren, he does a courier business, yeah? I'm telling him, brother, trust me, go to jails, DCATs, make a contract of the prison because they will give man them that's, um, if you had your business for two years, you can go and get work at your own job, they say, innit? Obviously, you could, your name can't be on it. You can do your own job. So you can bring the job in the jail, get it cleared. If it's cleared, then you can work there. So I'm saying, bro, no one wants to get kicked out of DCAT. You employ these man, they're gonna grind so harder than anyone else because they want, they just don't want to be in jail, bro. Whereas man on road, they got too many options, and that's the problem I feel like with England. If you don't work, you get housing benefit, you get job seekers, you get all this stuff. Do you understand? So we come here, and we take everything for granted. You go to these other countries, man are going mad. They come to this country with nothing, and then they got everything. Going back to a saying. So remember I said, I said about the uh, the perfume shop. I don't know if I said it on here or said it beforehand off camera. I don't think you said it here, no. no. So so basically, um, I got out of jail and they offered me a job to go and work at a perfume shop in Westfield. I looked at the brother. I said, bro, <laughs> me, Westfield, <laughs> doing retail. I said, no, I can't do that. He, he asked me why. I said, I've got a vision. I want to start this football club and so on. And this guy, big and his name is Kwame Badu. So if he sees this, he follows me as well. And I've been on this podcast as well. And he told me a story, right? He told me the story of two hunters. I always come with stories of two in it, two babies, now two hunters, yeah? He told me a story of two hunters. He said there's two hunters. 
they both wanted to hunt. The other hunter already had food at home. The other hunter had no food at home. So they both went at 8 a.m. The one who had food at home didn't find that, and so he couldn't be bothered at all. The one who had food at home came back home around 1 p.m. He like, I can't find nothing. I got food at home anyway. So we went there. The one who had no food at home stayed out all day grinding because he couldn't go back home until he fed his family, right? So it's similar to what you was, you was kind of saying is that sometimes in England, when you got the stuff as the job seekers, the houses benefit, it don't motivate someone to go out and go and work because you know, oh, the state's looking after me, the government's looking after me. But if they stop doing that, which I guess I'm not saying they should, but if they ever say, okay, cool, we're going to limit you, whatever, not give you as much, it's going to make someone have to say, you know, I'm going to go out and be like that second hunter and go out until I get it in. Because sometimes it, they do make it too easy for people just to be comfortable and sit down on benefits. 100%. 100%. Let me ask you lot something here, lads, yeah? I know in the beginning you said look, you guys don't want to talk about prison as much, yeah? Why is that? Because it is you know the story bro? of your life, basically, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it and is. But do you know what it is, bro? Sometimes I feel like when you talk about it too much, it might come across that like you're glamorising, innit? Mm. But really, even me, sometimes, better time I chat to my brothers, I talk about jail too much, I want to stop it. But it was a big part of my, of my life, you get me? From like 21 to 27, I was in jail. I came home 27 years old. I went jail 21, mm. you get it? So do you I think it shaped your future? Not, did it shape my future? Not really, but man's just getting grown now, so man just needs to be like more on point, more focused, need to do proper things. I can't be like, you know, with them ages when you're 20, when you're going through them ages, you can make a lot of mistakes and do little silly things and try and make up for it. But when you're much older, bro, it's not the same. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Imagine being a 30 year old man doing what a 21 year old's doing, you look like an idiot, you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, bro, man's got to get on with it, you know what I'm saying? Me, reason why, like, Nearly every other day I'm doing a podcast to do prison. I, I spent a whole last year telling everyone stories about prisons. So it's like, I feel like I've told those stories enough. And like even my missus gets pissed off sometimes when the news will cover me or I might be on a CNN or a BT sports or whatever and it says former criminal. She's like, you know what? You're so much more than that. Yeah. Like, so you're, you're more, you're, you're more, that, that's a little part of your life. You spent eight years in jail, but you're 35 years old. So there's other parts of your life that you're doing. So that narrative, but I guess understanding media is sexy, it sells. Someone was in prison, has come out to the football club. I, I get that part of it. But I can't keep telling that same story. But I, I can't lie to be fair, I've made a living of telling that story for the last six but years. You, so. know what, you know what, next thing though, when I was in jail trying to do a business course here, they showed man Duncan Ballantyne's been in prison before. Mm. But it, ne it never says former prisoner, mm. ever. It says Duncan Ballantyne. You get me? So it's like. See, mm. see for me, it's to, I'm trying to find a different answer now. Because yeah. Bobby kind of stole my answer, you get me? <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it is, man. So much more than that. So going back to what you said and following what Rims said, yeah, do you think that, that headline was almost I'm, like. I've got another point as well, so to cut you, bro. But you oh. know what it is, my bro? At the same time, yeah. Like, we don't want to talk about it. Like, it's not to glamorise his life, and it? It's normal, innit? But at the same time, yeah, if you deep it, bro, like, the odds was against me. I was supposed to fail. Do you understand? Man's grown up single parent households. We grew up in it. Like, even if you go to certain places like Peckham, it's got bare or visit Nigerians. Yeah. You go to certain places of Brixton, it's bare Jamaicans. You mm. go to certain places, there's bare Mali. So it's like, divide and conquer. And you see, like, obviously, man's Muslim now, but a lot of my Asian brethren, for example, and Albanian brethren, the way their community is, they're proper like together, mm. mum, dad, respected, this, that. Our thing is not the same. Mm. So now because I've I, I got bare different friends from different backgrounds, like man take a bit from everyone, do you understand? Yeah. So I, when I go certain places, I know to conduct myself a bit better, you get what I'm saying? But in our ends, we don't have that. Mm. Everyone's like, hardly none of my brothers live with their dads. Going jail's normal, everyone's been stabbed before. 
Like every, everything's no everything bad is normal. Mm. You get it? So it's like man's guy in jail, it's like, oh it's just part of the it's part of life. It's just yeah. like how long is he gonna get? It's like a graduation. You know what I'm bro, I said in my documentary, bro, and I'm gonna like, scroll back to this as well. This is why I don't wanna talk about jail, other than the reason what Bobby said about him so much more than that. For me it was like jail was definitely a graduation, bro. Like when I went to jail, bro, small part of me egotistical. I knew your man certain on it. Like, no matter how you want to look at it, at the age of an 18 year old jail, I'm in jail for a big charge. I'm on the wing, bro. I'm not in jail for no dickhead business. Like, I'm official now, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the fucking stupidest, dumbest mentality ever. You know what I'm saying? But for me, like, overcoming all of that and understanding, like, who I was and why I fought like that is like, yo, your mentality is absolutely wild. Do you get what I'm saying? But then I also remember feeling like a relief when I went to jail and that's how sad it was. I remember stepping in jail now thinking, yo, bless, I'm not on the run no more. Ain't beefing with my man no more. Feds ain't kicking off my door. You know what I'm trying to say? It's got three meals a day, no baby mama drama. Like I was good. There was a period in jail, trust me, where mum was lying down and sleeping better than I slept on jail for years. Bro. Facts, I ain't slept since I've been out, bro. That, that day, bro, is, is, trust me, bro, that's a fucked up place, but to be in jail and feel like, not I've made it, fam, cause that's some idiot thing, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's wild, bro, who's thinking like that? Because what it is as well, like, what you realise that, you know, it's happened in so many different situations. A man was in jail, done eight years, six years, five years. He stepped out, you hear, oh, you know my man got killed the other day? He was safer in jail. He was safer in jail. There's so much beef for him that jail was a safe haven for them. But at the same time, it can't be a mentality. You shouldn't be living a life where jail is safe for you. That shouldn't have been your life. That's what I'm saying. That's how bad that we put into perspective how bad your life is to feel like, yo, I'm good. You know what I'm trying to say to a whatnot? Because you have to remember, like, everybody's got different circumstances. I was the only child, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so I grew up in an area where, bro, if I fought one brother and knock out the brother my age, then I'd fight the next big brother. And we come from an area where it's like, you know who my cousin is? I probably have to fight the cousin as well. So it was like, I was kind of doing anything for a period of two, three years to kind of make myself good. I went to bare different schools. Every school I went, I had to start again. I'm the new boy now. Got to go and fight the oldest geezer in the school or the hardest geezer in my class or whatnot. I had to do that for so many years. It was like, I was just looking for, uh, almost chasing the reputation to make me official because there was nobody ever going to vouch for or make me certified. The only person who could make me certified was myself. You know what I'm trying to say to you? But that was only because your brother man lived in the jungle and I want to be able to survive in the jungle. And it all starts from me, a kid, and a man takes your bike off you or a man takes this off you or you start stealing from people and all oh, one of the elders comes and steals it from you. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm. And you kind of realise, bro, I have to be seen as a certain person to survive yeah. in this environment. That's what I'm saying? You know, like, well, one of man's turning points as well, one, one time my bridging got stabbed in in front of me, yeah? But by some older you as well. It was, it was mad, so some in-house thing. But ever since that day, it was like, because man couldn't do nothing, because this guy was too official for us, I thought, bro, from this day on, bro, no one's ever going to do that next to anyone I'm with or anyone around me ever again, bro. And that was just it, bro. It's simple, remember, like, it's really sheer that your man never wanted to be a victim, and it? That's yeah. all it boils down to. Most of these youths out there that are lost and that, they just don't want to be victims. They're not bad people, but just that's don't want to be that's 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 Like I said, bro, man's not, I wouldn't say I'm a bad guy, it's just that the odds against us, whatever it is, man's just not going out like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do, bro. My most watched video, my most watched video on YouTube has got over 400,000 views. It's basically the story of how I got recruited as a Peckham boy. And with that story, it was that I was going to become a victim of the Peckham boys. One of them was going to rub my brother's hat. That I, 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 rubbed, I stole my brother's hat and I was wearing it. I was walking past them. You may not always wear, you know some of them, but they don't really know you. 
But like the your age, but you kind of you want to be. You're looking for a way in. You know, my brother was already in. I wasn't in. Yeah. One of them actually came over to try to rub my hat. When he's come over, the other like, no, 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 that's my man's brother. I'm like, oh, my bad. No, you're one of us. Literally, that's how I was recruited. I was become a victim. You know my story, bro. I started a school in a hood that I wasn't from. Walking through the school, remember them Jordan dry fit bean hats? Yeah. Man pulled it off my head, tried to jack my hat. Obviously, banged him up. This geezer one of the toughest shoots in the school. Man, him says, yo, kind of, you gonna have beef with my man now? Come with us. Same thing, bro. For no more gang member now, come roll with these, man. Wild for you over a hat. Because it's even mad as well, because it's like, you know, even when man gets burdened and the way they go, like, man's a gang. Like, man, I woke up one day and said, yo, look, this is gonna be the gang. It's not even that stat. It's just like, man, grew up with everyone. These are my brethren. This is like, it's like a football team, bro. This is the team I support. Imagine I'm with you and you're getting beaten up in front of me, bro. It's only right I'm gonna help you. Yeah, of course, you, you're gonna back it, yeah. You get me? It's like, if the police are the biggest gang if, if you be at one police officer they will batter you bro yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing I, I guess these I, man, I, I guess from the media's point of view how it makes it defined into a gang is when we give ourselves a name because we can be a group really, of friends not, but not really because it's we just can, from a place isn't it I, your, I, I know, your name's from where you've been put that's what I'm saying for example understand? we're here right now right I don't know this is apartment 6 whatever it is I don't know yeah? so and now there's how many of us in the room here so we're just a group of people filming. Now it's the thing that now we start naming this thing a group of six and we're cat we're doing badness. Cause you can be a group of there's a group of friends who hang around and not represent a block and they just go out and play football. They're not seen as a gang. But once you start saying, okay, we are apartment six and we're keeping up with this badness, that's where you see where they'll label you a gang, if that makes sense. Cause we're actually we're claiming it. Cause these 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 people say, Oh, I'm from busy block. I'm from uh, PYG. I'm from so it's not as if like they're just saying that they're a gang because we, we we do like to say we're not a gang. Yeah. But in essence, we we actually claim and say we we are this group and we're keeping up with this badness. So that's the only it's way they're labeling. It's from though, isn't it? It's no, no, hundred like, percent. It's like for example, you being Congolese and you're saying, yeah, I'm Congolese. Like I'm proud. And now I'm gonna say, no, you're a Congolese gang because you roll a bear Congolese and you're a Congolese. That's all it is. I, I hear it to an extent, but that's, that's more that's more that's more identity. But I'm saying that if same thing though, is that, it not same thing? No, no. I'm saying that if if you're if uh, for example, yeah, you're from um, Southwood, up, yeah, so Southwood. Southwood. Yeah. Right. What was the name of your of your, your where we where we from? Southwood Road. But w- so w- it was it just that though? It was something. See, we might make it a bit better. Certified Southwood Road. We might say so. Like when you, you know do that, that. <laughs> when you do that, it's like your name or something, and then. So if you done that and you guys were just a group of friends who never kept up with badness, it'd be like, yeah, don't just think, yeah, a group of friends. But when you start keeping up with the badness, because a gang, I don't know what the definition of a gang is, a gang is a group of people who get involved in criminal activities. Okay. I'm not, don't quote me on that, because someone might be the case, then, then, it, then it's certified as, yeah. It's so, I'm just saying, so, saying as in, you know, in the terms where it's like, you hang out people, you grew up together, they, you know them the whole life, yeah. and then if anything happens with them, they say, oh, you're this gang. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. yeah. A man never grew up, got together and said, yo, look, let's form a gang, and mm. you're going to yeah, be no, I don't think like, no one ever gets together and say, yo, we're going to form a gang, and call, it's like, yeah. no, it's like, you guys are just together. And someone mm. call it something, and once you call it something, yeah. that's the beginning of when it starts turning into something more. So for all the youth watching, how do you, like obviously you'd want uh, all the youth to avoid prison time and everything like that and if there are gang members watching this or something, you'd want them to stop and you know, yeah. go to a successful, legitimate life. Yeah. How do you make that transition? I'll say this, right, is that we make too many excuses for it, right, because nobody told me to do what I wanted to do. From when the guy tried to rub my hat, they could have said, oh no, you're one of us, I could have turned around and said, no, nah, I'm cool, but we're good. Right, I decided to embrace it, right? It's all about opportunities, right? 
we don't have the user today have the most opportunities any child has ever had in like it's in the UK they got any more opportunities than with social media you can do whatever you want you can start a business today right anything you ever want to do someone's teaching you on YouTube if today I said today I want to become a cocktail maker I want to become a photographer there's someone on YouTube that's going to show me entry level one all the way to level 10 expert, it's all there. So it's up to me to take the time to learn those things, right? Because for example, I do the 32 barrel cup every year. So the 32 barrel cup, London has 32 teams, so 32 boroughs. So I bring 32 teams from every single borough in London. People told me, don't do that. Told me when I first started, it's gonna be a bloodbath. You're gonna get kids from Newham, kids from Hackney, kids from Lewisham, but they come together. But I thought, yeah, they come together for football, but why they're there, let me get them opportunities. So I have BT Sports there. I have Nike over there. I even, I even have the police over there, right? So all these people come and offer careers. So someone can say, you know what, I come to play football, but hey, while you're here, go and speak to BT Sports, they're offering apprenticeships. Go and speak to this person. So opportunities are there for them. It's not like before we was going to order. You can search everyone online. You all got smartphones. Mm. So it is up to you. It is up to you. Technically, it's up to you. Because no one can turn around and say, oh, Yes, the government have closed up lots of services, yeah? The government have done that. But sometimes you have to mobilise yourself, you know? You say, you know what? All right, can I go and search for something? When I got out of jail and I went to that bagel factory, a company called H Group bought that, bought that uh, bagel factory. So I'm going to lose my job. You know what I've done? I found out who the CEO of the property developer was. It was a guy called Henry Smith. I contacted him directly. I said, yo, I just come out of jail. I'm running this football club and you're kind of buying this place so I ain't going to have a job. Mom said, you know what? Come to my office, put to meet with the PA. That was me using my own initiative, you know? For when he done that, he said, you know what? I'm going to give you a thousand pound a month. Just go, go run your football club. Don't worry about it. So I didn't even have to work for the first couple of years of me coming out of jail. Because this guy, for me doing a night shift, the opportunity was there. So whatever any of these young people want to do, the opportunity is for them. So they say, I think it's an old Jamaican saying, those who hear, those who don't hear must, must feel. feel yeah. So it's up to you. It's up to you. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think you're 100 right as well, man. But I, I feel like man them need like mentors as well, man, and guidance. Yeah. You know why? Because it's like now man's older. I know this, mm. but when I was young, I didn't want to hear it. If you told me this when I was young, I'd be like, oh, whatever. It's it's like you don't believe it. Mm. It's not yeah. that you don't believe it necessarily. You don't see it firsthand. And sometimes, it, 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 yes, it's like you never see. For me, you know what it was. Nobody was cool enough to tell me what to do. Because I had mentors, you know, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I was going to, what is it called? Like, I had social workers, I was a bad dude, bro. I had social workers, I was going to like community service from 14 and that, bro, from young. But these guys that was in there saying, yo, you can't get into trouble. I'm looking at my man thinking, bro, you're like the biggest boss I've ever seen, bro. You're a dude, you don't know the life I'm coming from. You can't tell me nothing. So some, you need someone relatable. That's yes, that's, that's, yeah, that's, relatable, that's relatable, right. relatability, that's why you see for me, it's like, um, bro, I was supposed to get Hollywood white teeth for time, bro, and I still ain't got them, bro. Like, my gold teeth, I think, like, should I take them out? But I feel like there's still power in me being relatable to the youths. Right. I don't want to come in this room and look totally different, totally just alien to them. When I'm trying to speak to them now, they're looking at me thinking, you don't know what's going on. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Because mm. I feel like there's power. They have to understand that, yo, brother, I'm still 34. I still need to be rocking 36, 37, still cool, still popping, still fly, still got a missus on my arm, still got a car, whip, all of these things. Because yes, at the end of the day, all of that sauce is what attracts man to the road. So if mm. we ain't giving them that sauce in business, yeah. they ain't gonna be attracted to the business either. Do you know what I'm saying? It's true, it's true. And, and how it is as well, bro, with everything, with, with now little youths are getting rich off crypto and mm. there's so yeah. much pressure for you man now to be rich. It's like, bro, man's gotta do anything right now. Did you see that? I don't know if you guys saw the podcast I done with um, a kid called AJ, because 
my podcast is mostly, of course, for sort of road people, artists and so on, but I like to diversify. I like to get people from all walks of life, right? So I had a kid called AJ, 18. He bought his mum a house. Yeah, and how he done it is through e-commerce. So I got him. On, I got him on the platform to explain what he does and how he does it, so other young eighteen-year-olds can see. You know what? You know, it's not always the the, the street life. This guy's managed to buy himself, buy his mum a house because legally he couldn't buy himself a house at seventeen. So he had to go through, through his mum. But he said, "Oh, mum, this is the house for you." So these things are there for the young people to see mm-hmm. and for them to take knowledge of. Because even not just him, for even for adults to go and see. Because if this kid can do that at eighteen just through doing e-commerce, yeah. When he started doing it a couple of years ago and he's made the money, yeah. it's crazy. I honestly believe this might sound egotistical, but if I was born in this time now, the game over. Gone, 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 yeah. exactly. But then again, at the same time, we've got this mindset though, not everyone's like that. You know, everyone can't be a boss, yeah. everyone can't be a hustler, but you can't save everyone too though. Mm. Yeah, but when we speak about our hustles, what we were doing back in the day, yeah. these hustles now would be applied to the yeah, and would true, be tech savvy. It would be a madness, bro. You said, but again, I think it's got to be the hunger in you because, like, my mum was a hustler, my dad is a hustler. Like, my f- I got family that's been hustlers, so it's like we had nice things from young, obviously, until times got hard, we couldn't get them no more. So it's always been there. It's like, man, I always want to look a certain way or dress. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, my mum's the type of person where she'll give you everything so her kids look proper and go without, mm. so that you go there and you represent my mum. You always look the part, you get mm. what I'm saying? So all of that stuff was always important. So now when I'm like people ask me I've got a stylist I ain't got no stylist bro yeah. I style myself yeah. but because mum mum used to dress nice I learnt from young alright cool rock this yeah, you know what I'm trying to say bro but you said something important a minute ago as well you said you can't save everyone no you can't save and everyone and it's so because you can save who wants to be saved and I say this when I first started the football club there's a guy from Hackney actually as well I met him in jail and he came and started playing for my football team right and the 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 older the the younger boys used to look up to him. He's he's probably my age, right? And the younger boys used to look up to him. But he was doing what he was doing. But I was chatting to him, say, "Yo, brother, like, be easy, you know. We both just come out of jail, and then he was doing what he was doing. A situation happened, and he ended up catching a body. He ended up catching a body, and lucky for him, the body got turned to a manslaughter. But when I speak to him now, he's like, yeah, you know what? You told me, you know." But that's the point that you can't save everyone. Because some yeah, people, you, yeah. you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. Facts. Even even one time, I remember when I was young and I used to phone. Because you know, with my ends here, yeah, we're all young, innit? Mm. We're all about the same age. But when we used to have problems with youth, I was way older than us. So we always was first things thinking, oh, we need a mash. Mm. So I remember we called. We, I'm one older you from my ends that used to mash peas. Yeah, man mm. called him one day like, yo, can you get me a mash? I'm just a little you. He's mm. like, bro, I'll never get you that. But I'll show you how to make peas. And it's mm. like I never understood that till now I'm older. It's like. Bro, yo, that's a proper guy, you get me? Because yeah. better other man used to give man things, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? But my mom was like, nah. And even now, like, my bridging that died, I remember, I, I can't even put this in there, but my bridging that died, his little bro, one time he phoned man for dinners, and it's like, bro, man, I can't give that to you, bro. I know your brother, your brother's dead, I'm gonna give his little brother dinners, and it's, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not good, man. Yeah, man. So as we round it off now, yeah, and we're three inspirational characters, so I'm hoping everyone who's watching is seriously take a note from what they've got to say and inspire themselves to get up and go and kill it. But I want to end it like this. Just a simple question. Where do you guys see yourself in five to 10 years time? What do you see yourselves doing? And how do you think you're going to lead the youth? What sort of legacy are you going to leave behind? My, my, if, if, like I said earlier, I want to do this a sports college, but my main ambition is to create a football ground in a bar of Hackney. It's the only borough in London without its own football ground. Right now, we play 40 miles away in, in Whitham, in Essex, just to play semi-pro football, just to keep our status. 
So that's the biggest ambition that I want to achieve for myself. That I can say, you know what? I came out of jail and gave, although I've given the boroughs first in the pro team, we're homeless. So if I can create a, a ground or a football stadium in this borough, I could turn around and say, you know what? Yeah, that's my story in life. That's what I, I managed to achieve. So that's, that's what I'm trying to head towards. Yourself? Um, for me, I still want to see myself with a massive production house. For me, I feel like media, tech, it's all the way forward, isn't it? So I want to be able to like help enable kids get into the film world, the media world, you know what I'm saying? And the creative world. I feel like so many kids, like you said, even people in jail have so much talent, but they don't have an outlet, you know what I'm saying, sir? Mm. And I feel like, even down to me, I feel like I'm still learning who I am now. I might have been the best golf player or the best tennis player as, as, as in the world as a kid, but I was never exposed to it, so I don't know. So I feel like I want to keep working on my craft in there, you know, as a producer, director in the media world, and, you know, align myself with a business, a company, and a brand that can help give back, like, just like what you're trying to do, really. I want to build like a um, conglomerate. I don't know if I'm using the right word, conglomerate of like brands and businesses and just give bare people opportunities. People that's come from the same place I'm coming from, like Joe, all of this, because when you come out of there, bruv, no one wants to employ you. They want this, oh, you got this record, they want, you know what I'm trying to say? So, man, change the n narrative, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of how people got into that position in the first place was because there's not opportunities, do you understand? Mm -hmm. Like for girls, it's always easier for girls than men, innit? Why is that? Well, I don't know, bro. That's his life. And if you're a man trying to get a job and your girl trying to apply, who would you prefer it's to yeah, hire? The female, do you get? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, man, stuff like that. I hope you all enjoyed that episode of what I like to call the Gem Chat. Once again, follow all of us, Mikhail, Bobby, Rimsey, all of the social media tags are on screen right now and then the link in the description below. Make sure you subscribe. We're trying to get to 50K by the end of the year. And um, we'll catch you. If you enjoy this, make sure you like it. And if you want more, let me know. We'll come back, make part three, four, five, all of that. You know the vibes. Huh? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, come on.